Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado, and in this episode, I sit with Daniel Weinstock of Maple Block Meat Co. in Culver City, California. I first met Daniel at his beautiful restaurant at a dinner he was hosting with author and chopped champion Ed Randolph. They had an incredible feast for a lucky group of barbecue fanatics like myself. Maple Block has been open for about four years now. I dropped by during lunchtime and Business was flowing smoothly. Daniel discovered his love for the culinary world at a very early age, and he worked his way up to a job at an elite restaurant in Beverly Hills. He went on to college, learned the skills that later helped him start his own business. He's had a visit from Texas Monthly's Daniel Vaughn. He has a recipe in Ed Randolph's book and countless other great reviews. They focus on their craft. They're always working on ways to improve. In fact, when I was there, I got a taste of a new sausage they're trying out using togarashi spices. Man, it was to die for. I hope you enjoy this inspiring story. This is Daniel Weinstock of Maple Block Meat Co. All right, I'm sitting here with Daniel Weinstock of Maple Block Meat Co. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good, man. This is a long time coming, right? I know. We've been working on making this happen for a while. Appreciate your your, your patience, and uh, it's been a fun, busy a fun, busy time, but I yeah. appreciate you coming out. Yeah, so I had been wanting to get out here for quite a long time, and then I got an invite from you guys yep. to come to a dinner with Ed Randolph yeah. and his book. That was awesome. And that was incredible, man. Nice. So my wife and I came out here. First of all, the restaurant's beautiful. Thanks, brother. It's it's so cool. That day I walked up, you guys had a pit going, live fire. You had ribs on there. I'm like, wow, where am I? You know, yeah. getting to meet you and Ed and then uh, you guys coming out and and sitting with us and chatting with us was was incredible. For sure. So thank you for the My invite. Pleasure. It was fun, fun having you, and that was you know it was really important for for Ed and I to, I mean it to, you know, really sit be able to sit down, and engage, and fun to promote. You know his his, his book smoked and honored to uh, to be in there, and especially you know the the ones who have included the brisket recipe. But, yeah. So it was fun having them out cooking together, um, and again it's just a great. A great testament to just you know barbecue culture in general, and loved having you guys out. Yeah, I mean it was like like family night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we sat right across from uh, Ed Randolph's family. Yeah, and <laughs> we chatted all night. Great. So got to be got to be good buddies with with both of you guys that day. I'm like, man, I have to come back and do an interview. So I'm glad we finally got the opportunity to do that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Man. So we'll get back to kind of the book and the recipe and all of that. We'll. Um, Let's start off to where, where you're from. All right. I mean, yeah. I, I like to sort of joke in that it's a tip, typical story of just this, this white kid from Southern California um, and grew up in Los Angeles, went, went to uh, college in Maine, 
became a chef and opened a barbecue spot. You know, so <laughs> you went f- the furthest I, away you could go. Right? Right, exactly. So, but really, it, what it is is I fell in love with everything about cooking and building fires from a really early age. Even I remember, um, you know, my, my my grandmother from uh, you know. So I was like six years old, you know, she was all the way in, in, in you know, Toronto, Canada, you know, and I would call her up and, and just be like, you know, could we make that, you know, that roast game bird outside when I come visit? Um, and it's like, she was just a cook and just for family, right? And my mom yeah. was a great cook and just family, no, nothing professional about it. My sister was as exposed to cooking as I was, but it was something about it just early on. I was just glued at their hip and just had this sort of indie, just draw to it um, and I think an understanding of it but you know grew up doing a lot of camping and outdoor stuff with, uh, with with my folks and my dad and just you know again building fires and, and you know my dad would was um, you know really taught me how to like just use my hands again you know whether it's like just little carpentry stuff or, mm-hmm. um, and you know that has been a theme we working with my hands just like, my whole life I still see a lot of uh, satisfaction even if it you know from even trying to build my own you know pits not very well yeah um, but it's so I, I basically was um, you know I started baking bread at, at this, you know this bakery here when I was 14 that was my first intro to the food service food uh, restaurant world and you know um, and so that was literally I was for at that was 14 years what 14 years old oh just, wow just started just before I got for some labor laws or something but they they you know I was started off just working the red cash register and chiseling you know crushed raisins off the floor but ultimately worked my way up to the kneading table and that was just like while I was in like junior high and high school wow in the summer and then um the uh, and even then that was spot it was a great intro that these just there was a young couple or entrepreneurs and everything was right up in the front man so you walked in and the first thing you saw was a big wood kneading table and there's guys just and women just women just kneading loaves of bread right there at the car right there at the front where you pay to grab your loaf of bread you could have a, they'll cut you off a big slab of whatever you know some fresh bread feels with some honey and butter and like that's oh. tasting right there and that in and looking back it's just like they weren't hiding behind anything yeah and so then when i first was, came to you know just so i had this epiphany discovered um you know real barbecue and that that was a, that was a theme that was always really consistent yeah and still that we do here maple blocking we're not just not not by anything man it's yeah. like as you, as you can see you walk in to 12 foot you know butcher block made of hard rock maple and we are just it's all out in the front so yeah. we uh, so my time though as a as a start off as you know obviously a cook still consider myself a cook but worked in some other restaurants and um, just just growing up and in between I just was you know college was um, you know sort of a one-off just major and I thought I was an English major ended up a rhetoric major and really all that time was just wanting to be involved with food and cooking and everything I could do was always just side jobs working in restaurants in between went out to Italy lived there for a little while I lived with a found this woman who was teaching a great cooking class at her home and stayed another like six months just learning came back uh, here uh, 
got my first, like first real legit line the job on a, on a line at a restaurant was here in LA and you know that was when I first realized like okay this is exciting this is what I'm drawn to this is hard work really gratifying I love the camaraderie but needed to um, and that is just learn a lot more right yeah those relationships you know you meet people on the way in your life and like that led to graduating college I was doing you know again I was uh, you know was gonna figure out how to like maybe do some writing on food I was gonna go to San Francisco and you know just all these sort of uh, romantic dreams but ended up the guy from the restaurant in LA you know, called me up. He's like, you know, help me reopen this new restaurant or reopen or you know, revamping a restaurant called Dominic's at the time. Um, and uh, next thing I know, was there six months, eight months, and moved up quickly at a trial. What one kind day. of food was that? That was just like American. That was like uh, okay. just it was like American food. It was, okay. um, and you know, a good little bar. Uh, it was sort of like a little chop house. Cool. Um, and um, great martinis and you know, good beer. Um, little and, dive sounds like little, one yeah, of my, yeah, exactly one of my spots. But uh, but then when I really I was started seeing like I was growing quickly, sort mm-hmm. of learned what I could there. Had a, an old buddy who was a uh, who, who was a cook at at Spago in Beverly Hills, um, and they asked me if I wanted to try out for a, a line cook job there. And I guess they had already gone. You know, they had been for weeks trying to find people that just would try out and not show up. I, I walked in and I had a you know, 12-hour tryout, um, just market veg saute, and um, I was, uh, that was it, man. That was my 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 boot camp, one of the most influ- influential periods of time in my life. So I ended up becoming one of the first line cooks to become, uh, we promoted to a sous chef uh, without a formal culinary education. Um, so never went to culinary school, but I was a sous chef there. I stayed there for about six years. Um, they did everything, right? So when, when that, was the leadership and the mentorship from Chef Lee Hefter and Wolfgang Puck? I mean, it was huge. And for Wolfgang to be able to identify someone as great as Chef Lee and to entrust him and grow in that 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 you have enough confidence in what you're doing, but to be able to find other people who are great, if not better, and then that leadership that goes and them as mentors, it's tremendous. So we did, I mean, it sounds like a, you know, fancy, you know, uh, sort of highbrow restaurant, and I guess it sort of is, except what people don't really know about at that spot, specifically Spog and Beverly Hills, is that everything is made from scratch. I mean, we were getting whole lambs and we're doing all our own butchering. I was breaking down like whole lambs, 200 pound how but like when he when we did you know get these beautiful rabbits that we were doing like four or five ways we were just breaking those down you know on and on and on um making our own pastas um you know our wood burning oven that we weren't just using for pizzas we were also doing um you know roasting sides of like crudo pork loin or doing braising stuff in that wood oven where wood burning grill um, what an incredible! And, yeah, I mean, we were making everything. We were making our own. Um, we were playing around making our own, like shoyu and mir, and then um, it was everything new. Very that I was learning very quickly became um, just added layers, just in terms of my appreciation for the simplicity of even what we were doing then, and 
what I liked and you know this not necessarily didn't like it wasn't because there's was nothing really there that was neat but mm-hmm. no matter how elaborate it was we are still every day making making dough bosses butchering our own meats you know grinding our own you know cut, you know cutting animals down into, you know uh, into and beyond primals uh, making our own sausages um, my experience here with making sausages even um, was you know something that brought brought to your maple block and the same yeah. little tricks I learned along the way you know here with our sausage program that I was passing on to one of my guys here yeah he'll tell you he's like ask him about this guy ask uh, Rudy he's like tell me about the time you uh, you know here here till like, three in the morning um, you know with Daniel and he'll be like oh man we made sausages and it was really because it was revamping that I'm like down to how it sticks to the palm of your hand you know that's how I know it's ready right so all of these things yet I was also working building fires I'm just learning how to control the heat and that was just kept reminding me of like my, my what my style was and it was really just the love the, with the engagement in the process of the product but mm-hmm. in that time it was also a good time where I had worked I was working all the time right yeah so and I you know wasn't married I'd have Mondays off or maybe a Monday and a Tuesday off and really I think you know looking back that time gave me a chance to just do fair amount of playing where I, I with with other stuff you know I was referred to it as I worked with for you know during non-normal people hours uh, but and, and you talk I think some chef a lot of chefs too it's like or, or or cooks it's like you don't often have a Saturday or Sunday off and when you do it's sort of like you have that day off and you're looking around like wow there's a lot of people out yeah right and it's like so but it, so I really found myself really just doing all, you know my days off I would just I, I started building my own rotisseries, you know, and, um, and and try to teach myself how to weld and dangerously build some bad and a couple good smokers. What's the time frame around what years were, were so that was, was this going on? Early, so that was early to, that was from like, two, was there like 2000 to 2006. Okay. Um, and so, but in that time, so it was, you know, a sue from um, about 2001 uh, to 2006. So you and were a so, sponge but, during that time. Uh, exactly. And my, my, and again, Chef uh, Lee after, man, he, at one point I was considering, you know, going back, uh, you know, going to culinary school. And mm-hmm. he's like, look, you know, this isn't our put his arm around he's like guy he's like look around you're gonna there's these these people are around you um you go to culinary school may be helpful but you're gonna come out in debt and these people are gonna be that you know a year ahead of you yeah uh, and he's like you know and he said very um some that i use all the time it's I'm saying i use all the time it's like i that i believe in reality <laughs> he's like in reality his he's like it's timing like some people culinary school is great for them some people and necessary for other people it's not he's like this situation he's like stay here and he's like this is your school that restaurant was your culinary yeah, school and yeah a, and, and boot camp and, and, boot everything. Camp and, and that was everything yeah. I mean, even just the fundamentals of leadership and, and just mental stamina power, yeah. power positivity it can't get any more real than that yeah i mean know? there's 40 people you know uh you know just so underneath awesome. with me and, and it was um 
and it was it was a it was a great time. You know, I you know I was it was, it was a sponge. It looked and it was really just great timing, and that you know it was it worked a lot, and that's what that work ethic and love for. You know, and again, it's like I was earlier on, even way before that, I was already thinking about. You know what type of place they'd want to open up, and I wasn't really sure. <laughs> While you're right? talking, I'm laughing because the smell. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. incredible. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, we're all whole logs. Uh, like, we're sitting out uh, in your little patio area, covered patio. Like I said, it's a beautiful restaurant, and we can just smell. Yeah. The, oh, no, it smells so thank good. You, man. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Um, and that's that's that that was an important part. I remember earlier on, like when I was, you know, even in high school, watching like cooking shows. That was way before it was like cool or cool, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I remember my sister like come come down all like I could hear her coming. I'd quickly change the channel like ESPN. I'm like no, 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 I'm nothing to see here. I'm not watching some <laughs> random like. You know, Julia Child show, or, or there's plenty of others beyond yeah. Julia Child, right? Um, but I do remember there was um, very vividly a, a show. I don't know if it was uh, a Food Network um, or whether it was just like a random one off show. Um, but somebody, it was a sh like a reputable chef who was out in Texas, and he, and I, and I remember it loving and being so obsessed with it, figuring out, working so hard to just research, find out, again, just like, uh, I'm not that old, but old enough to say, like, then, it's like, sure, I don't even know, that was pre-internet, <laughs> like, yeah. right? Yeah. But figuring out, like, what that, what, where this was, or he was at, it ended up being Smitty's. Oh, and, yeah. But, but where first time I was like, he's just walking in and he's like, he wants to try some brisket. He wasn't just buying a bunch of brisket and they just carved up a beautiful piece of brisket, put it on his, you know, some bush paper or even did they maybe just like handed it over on the side of the knife, right? And just here you go, try it. And it was just the most beautiful looking piece of meat and it was really caught me and like that's how confident they were in it but in such a loving way where it's just like wanting to share that and his reaction to that was clearly very um very genuine and it was just like it's it's, it's beautiful that to me was like exactly and that's sort of what began my my quest and looking back at that bakery that I was at um and then you know learning how to build fires and then the nuances of you know, I accidentally built my first smoker when I was trying to redo this rotisserie that I was that I was uh, working on, and you know, at a at a neighbor, you know, had some welding stuff, and without asking him, I borrowed it, and it's totally dangerous. Don't recommend anybody doing that. Ended up just welding this thing shut, and I was like, mm, that, that's not good, right? <laughs> so um, I was putting on these risers to build it up, and I had built this little and like little like German motorcycle motor to make this a more powerful motor for the rotisserie can spin other meats and <laughs> by knowing I needed more distance in order to like not you know I needed to be able to turn it bounce it I needed you know and starting to really see how you know that the patience is that satisfaction that comes out of it so I ended up using taking that and just found a bowl of the barrel and ended, ended up just using that thing I welded shut as a firebox for another thing but Made another one then and got super lucky because I did eyeballed all the dimensions and the cutting and the welding and um, I took two oil drums and put them together and it built this other little firebox and I could I got so lucky with that thing because it pulled like 
like a champ. It just it, it wow. ended up not having, ended up moving and sold it to a buddy of mine for like 300, 400 bucks. Um, and I still <laughs> try to chase that. And I've gotten pretty close. But anyway, so all of the time, I remember that's where I had my first sort of aha moment in brisket where fair amount of failures. But then when that first one, it was pretty spectacular. The epiphany you mentioned earlier, where was that? Is that, uh, that was outside of my, one of that epiphany of the first brisket. It was outside my old, an old apartment at that time during those years. I was like random times just on days when nobody else was, you know, I didn't have to, didn't have to make a bunch of plans. And I was just sort of, uh, what I respectfully say, just sort of geeking out and just, just having friends over again, getting my hands on you know what any primal cuts and meat I could I could, and having time to um, you know spending so much time at you know different uh, at, you know farmers market making these friends you know and then you know with just basically these people would be um, like essentially like donating wood to, to me and so I just grab what I could and have fun with it and it was an opportunity to like have a bunch of friends over and drink beer and. Uh, and and make some some food. So you start experimenting. So, yeah, like, just just playing playing around with it. And were, uh, were you using like Texas style barbecue as well? A, at that time, it was like you know I, I would say we. Uh, I never was in, inherently looking. At, it was barbecue at the time. It was really like I'm controlling smoke to make in good smoke, and I can taste the difference when it's not good. And then learning a lot. It was just like I'm you know I'm learning about barbecue wasn't in it wasn't fixated on any on one region right but i think that's what's cool about all barbecue regardless it's yeah, yeah, really yeah. it's just how are you that that as a craft and just uh, in learning about the wood that you're using and the smoker that works for you and and, and knowing that i could use um pellets and and you know and, and buy something else for me it was just you know again working with my hands and you know still like to my wife still she's like has you know i fix things around the house but you know when she can tell when she's like i'm not sure if i want you to do this because i can see you're gonna have too much fun with it and it's gonna <laughs> you're gonna find other things to start doing with it so that was well, my barbecue ended up being you know i guess always leaning a little bit more towards texas style and mm-hmm. you know here at maple block we um you know we do you know a lot of brisket um, and you know our, our we do our, our dry rubs no wet no wet mops and again it's just sort of um, our, you know our, our style but the um, at the end of the day it's just it's barbecue you know we, yeah. we use different wood we don't use post oak yeah know, but I ended up going from um, from 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 Spago was our decision we're gonna open up a steakhouse in Beverly Hills ended up being cut um, but I Hard transition, but still a great, one of the best moves I made. And like, I moved on knowing that, like, okay, I want to see my friends come and go from the kitchen and as chefs, and not know enough about on the business side. A lot of them were just way much smarter than I, I was, and still, right? It was just opportunity where one day, like, my my dad was like, I remember I was fishing with my dad, and he's like, you ever thought about going back to school? Why would I do that? And you know, just. A year, you know, and I uh, never do that. A year later, I ended up, um, you know, just I, I left to apply to business school and ended up at, had to leave in order to just study and 
take, take the exam to, to, to get in, and that was a full-time thing. And I, so I went to UCLA and fo focused on entrepreneurship and worked with some big restaurant groups on the corporate side mm -hmm. um, and uh, doing business development and, and marketing for a little bit. And that was good to check that off the list, but all the while I was still always getting back down into my, you know, working in the kitchen. I just couldn't. And, and working with chefs and going to the market and uh, so ultimately started my own restaurant development group where I was just truly as like you know still a knife bag in the car and like you know work shoes in my car but it could also but helping all like chefs also be able to uh, you know speak both languages right be able to sit down too with investors and you know, you know, explain where the chef's coming from and also teach, you know, and help out in the operation and be hands on, but also sort of teach the chefs a little bit. So, mm -hmm. something that I picked up over the years. So, all that. And then I worked, opened up a, different, a few different spots and met my partner, uh, Mike Garrett, here. Uh, that And we uh, worked on some projects that I already had going and then pursued some other ones. And he's been in the restaurant business for a really long time and bounced out. He's got a lot of uh, front of house mm -hmm. um, knowledge and experience, bookends. Um, my background well and um, then one day I showed him the, you know this sort of business plan I'd been in concept that I'd been working on since um, you know my late years at Spago and all through business school and that was uh, from Maple Block and then we you know three years later finally found a spot and here we are nice so. and were you um, you were cooking barbecue regularly back then were you just for fun yeah just for fun just for fun um, and but and always and, and doing a lot of traveling, yeah. and eating, admiring, um, and just still in awe. And you know, I would go. I mean, I I love our I'm proud of our brisket, really proud of um, you know obviously our ribs and our you know our our, our sausage program. I'm really I think one of the sleepers on the menu is our, our chicken here and our turkey breast. Um, one thing I've always was blown away at you know a lot of time these these great great spots throughout the country it's like you know and i find a lot of it in texas is that you ask them what they're what, who's carving like what are they into right now what are they what else should we try and they will light you bought a time turkey breast and it was just like how is that so good ah i love i love both of those things yeah. you know chicken and, yeah, and turkey done sure. right man so we make it all we do our we make our own um all of our own pickles we make our own biscuits we make our own hands sodas you know, we for summertime we pickle peaches. We serve that up with our smoked chicken that we finish over our grills. We serve that up with a white sauce and um, it's just good stuff. Any during your travels, anything that really sticks out, uh, restaurant or or maybe piece of you know brisket, ribs, or um, any any food that maybe like sure sure. Oh God, so many. Um, and I know I do this, man. I travel and eat a lot too, so there's a lot. But it's true. It's, um, it's so, so many. Uh, you know, there's. I remember. I remember the, the, the one of the first times I stood in line for uh, at Franklin's, and we got got there what we thought was pretty early, um, and you know, we're standing out there. You know, it was like. I don't know, I think maybe it was, it was February or something, and, um, and you know, someone comes up the line, he's like, all right, so here's the deal. You see those guys, you know, 20 feet ahead, you point some guy, like a turquoise umbrella, he's like, 
those are the last people I can guarantee are getting food, getting meat, right? You can like hedge your bet and like stick around and maybe get lucky. It's like, but and I'm like, but probably not. So right, so it's like fine. So anyway, but from there I went on to and like we're like, well let's go to this place, La Barbecue. Dude, and that and that um, and since the, you know and that that was just that was a phenomenal like just accidental experience <laughs> like that um, that just happened at the time eventually I learned I'm like people are like oh yeah you gotta get there and I didn't but it wasn't on my list at the time right yeah um, and that was a beautiful brisket from there just seeing um, you know it, you know it was, it was John Lewis was still there oh John Lewis was still there um, and you know and he was spraying his, his briskets and he you know was offered up to just show us you know I was like interested in seeing this and it hits and I love it I thought I was thinking he's never gonna show us right it's like um, but he showed it it was totally fine he opened it up shows everything and you know he's he's got his, his spray bottle that was the one thing but it was so intriguing and it wasn't and it was respectful and not snotty at all but I was like you know what's what's in the uh, what, what are you spraying it with uh, it's got this sort of brown liquid mm-hmm. right there we uh, he's like, oh, this is just um, secrets. So he's like, I'm like, got it. You're just spraying it with secrets. He's like, that, this part is yeah. tongue in cheek, right? But but still, the all the but, but that was that was before their other location. It was their that was their original one. It's like a little trailer. Yep, and that was just special, man. Yeah. Um, and that brisket was extremely memorable and you know all those other spots you know that beef rib I had in uh, first time at, um, at Louis Mueller um, and um, that beef rib's gotten a lot of people man it has yeah it has when we've got um, you know and in, 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 in it, it sort of all balanced out in style I mean it's like what food it's like growing up here I ate a lot of tacos too right yeah. and traveling and then like that like some of the greatest memories of um, some of the best you know fish tacos I've had down bottom um, and you know in street side um, it, it tacos in, in some great eating and in, in, even in, in and around um, Tijuana and Ensenada yeah um, and those are all experiences in food that we don't really think at the time and how they're shaping like of stuff that we like but again it all is cons- consistently just beautifully like executed great eating foods yeah, right? I mean, where fresh is fresh great is great um, and you know we have Takata in a can here we got a pretty we got a really big beer list right yeah. Shiner's you know on draft and we got some great beers by like 30 different beers but we still have Takata in a can and people are like well, I have all these beers you have and I'm like that's my pap's blue ribbon yeah right I grew up didn't you know I didn't I enjoy you know Takata in the can all. man I remember with some lime on top, yeah. a little salt. Yep. That's so we it. Do, I don't know. Uh, do we do um, a happy hour? Sort of. We make our own micheladas too. I'll take some of that and a half lime. And somehow we started calling them a yard sale. I forget why. <laughs> um, but yeah, I put exactly. Just put a bunch of that yeah. Season. Yeah, we were just talking about birria earlier. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's so many story. influences here with the, you know Mexican food and all these different cultures. Yeah. And, Exactly, and no matter what, you see all this stuff on Instagram, you can't get in these places where it's just that delicious. You're, there's, you're, it's always going to be just right up in front of you. Yeah. Um, and that was really important. And again, it's take a lot of time and a lot of patience to get it. It's like from picking up, 
we, we, we pick up, we, you know, I got two cords of wood sitting here right now. Uh, we use uh, red oak in our grill exclusively. We use peach wood exclusively here in our smokers. Um, something I just uh, stumbled on like 10 years ago or so yeah. with some farm friends. But that stuff still, we're going to go, we pick it up ourselves. Yeah. Stack it ourselves or splitting logs and building fires. And I still love all of them. Okay. So let's get into Maple Block. So you opened what, three years ago, you uh, said? Four years ago. Four years in ago? August. Okay. And um, let's talk a little bit about the process here. What type of smoker do you have first? So we have uh, two JNRs, okay, uh, smokers here, um, and a um, and a small offset uh, uh, trailer smoker that we also use. Or, you know, here on a, um, on a on a Wednesday, we'll that that thing will, our in our lot will fire that thing up and probably around you know mid middle of the day and do it uh, to supplement this our our smokers. Uh, inside but those JNRs are great we were out there um, just you know with, with spend you know four days with JNR and learning about their smokers and watching them uh, making you know just having them teach, teach us uh, hands-on about their their process and, and knew that this was one for us and this well this in, in the city of LA it's not an easy thing you can't you, you, we all we all would love to have that. To, we we'd all love to look like have our pits like um, yeah, have some element of a, of a Smitty's, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But um, here in LA, the reality is is that you know we just have different regulations and yep. stuff. But with that, really important to use whole logs. So you know, there's no no gas assist, and, um, and this is about as close as we can get to you know uh, yeah. a whole lot just. That, that style but we uh, so we got two smokers going there um, they we have not had to uh, start a fire short of just adding another another log for for quite some time it's just they're going always and always maintaining it clean in, in, inside every, between every smoke and um, yeah those are those are our babies yeah and what type of wood are you so we have peach wood peach so wood peach wood like you know like every barbecue culture you know there in an area uses wood that's indigenous to that area yep post oak's great but it wouldn't make any sense for us to you know try to bring post oak in right um and sort of and, and i kept just finding that red oak and, and white oak for for me and my style is just just personal preference was just a little heavier than um than than, than i i wanted granted i would still use it pecan too um, if you were to say like you had, can only use that wood, it's not like I would not do barbecue, right? Right, right. But I just got fortunate in that I some some farm friends who you know over the years would just buy um, stone fruit from at the markets, and even even before before my years at Spago and during, and gave me these friend, good friends. And one of them was like, yeah, have you ever tried using? You know, they always knew. I'd buy on the side. They'd be like, we're raising some lambs and our. Um, um, you know, totally just like unofficial stuff where, you know, they're selling fruit, but they also got these farms and they're like, you interested? And they're like, come around over here. And, uh, you know, we could talk about it. So I'd get, it was, you know, get up to the farms. And again, it was nothing shady really, but it was just, um, again, part of these relationships. And on that, you know, learn about, he's like, we all uh, oh, this peach wood, the peach trees got like five year life cycle and like max 
when you're like as a commercial grower um, for like abundance and, and um, quality of fruit. And he's like, we use it in our grill and fireplace, and we have so much of it. Sometimes we end up having to chip it or burn it. You should try it. Some people, t- you know, use it in a smoker. I was skeptical, but I'm like, yeah, I'll try it in a chicken. Put some chicken and turkey. I was like, wait a minute, that was good. But I was like, there's no way it's gonna work with a brisket. And try to brisket. It's like, yeah, this is good. Um, yeah. And so we, um, and it lends to our, you know, my style, our style of a block, and that is. You know, it's you know, it's, it burns hot, low ash. You know, it's a nice sweet smoke. People ask all the time, does it taste like peaches? Absolutely not. Yeah. But it, but it does like, you know, you know, we can get 14, 16 hours of smoke. <clears throat> excuse me on a on a brisket. Uh, you know, there's it's not going to be over. Uh, you know, it's not going to be inundated with with smoke. You, there's still still got to be good, great, clean wood. And it's got to be the right size, and you yeah, got to, sure. you know, have that right temperature, and you got it so it burns pure. Um, but it lends well to our style. So now we, I've got twenty. I was just confirming another. I essentially getting ahead of. I don't know, twenty-four and a half cords um, that locked in from, you know, that'll be ready, seasoned to come November. In the meantime, I'm chipping away at another, you know, twenty-seven cords. I got like nine more left so cross my fingers we get to get to november so we pick up ourselves we stack ourselves we're splitting yeah and so your restaurant you walk in grab menus yep counter service by the day you walk in first thing you see is us carbon meats Mm -hmm. um you can try anything like an ice cream shop i'd say or like a barbecue joint Mm -hmm. but uh yeah we're carbon we got their briskets pork shoulder um and uh, where we're in regular lunch, chopped pork, lots of sandwich, different sandwiches at lunch. Uh, we got we do full full uh, pork spare ribs. I just really like that. Um, yeah, I love that little too. just beautiful you know nugget. They're the delicious too. The, the day we came, also you were doing like ends or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Those so, are awesome. Yes, since Ed does St. Louis. Yeah. Well, we're St. Louis style. We wanted just to have a fun way of comparing, you know, just give a perspective of flavor profiles that were apples to apples, so to speak. So we trimmed off, we made it St. Louis out of our, and, and took those rib tips that we do here for fun, especially mm-hmm. just occasionally, where we do those, uh, you know, we smoke them, finish them up uh, our coals, and um, and then they get, put this like honey sriracha glaze on it. Ah. Those things like candy. Yeah, those were, those yeah. were awesome. So we, that little cornbread too that you guys uh, yeah. had. So yeah, exactly. Oh. We've got, um, and we got our, you know, turkey breast, and we've got our, our, our chicken. We're making our own, so we have smoked sausage links, and we've got like five or six different sausages we make, but we always have our house smoked sausage. Um, counter service, so you walk in for lunch during the week, and you just order at the counter, sort of market style, and you get a number, and um, food, everything's brought out to you, and then you don't have to get up again. Um, again, house-made sodas, summertime, we make strawberry soda, in addition to our, our citrus, and our, our cream soda, and uh, ginger soda. And, um, you know, make some shrubs too. So since we're pickling peaches right now, we make a fun uh, peach shrub. Nice. Pickle pears in the uh, winter and then do some other good things. And uh, then dinner time is that whole book. There's a whole butcher block thing that flips up in front of the carving counter. Yeah. And again, this is a 12 foot, imagine 12 foot butcher, custom built butcher block. That's four and a half inches thick and a 
about you know five feet. Um, I'll deep. post some pictures of yeah. it. Yeah. So that thing. So this is an extension of that that flips up, and then there's six seats. So dinner time here is is full service where you just you have a server, uh, but. Um, again, just same menu, and just want to give people a chance to sit down, and hang out, have another beer, have a glass of wine. You still uh, got the view of, of yeah, ex exactly. Cutting so then, yep. right, exactly. It's just that now you can get one of those like, yep. just great seats right there while they're covering. And yeah. when we got specials like you know, I'll do this. Uh, we make our own um, bacon and and um, and curing our pork bellies where we do big slabs of pork belly finish over the grill so when you do special sometimes those spots are the ones who get something nice yeah. little present underneath nice. uh, testing stuff out uh, and, and stuff like that but we have almost <coughs> it's smoked prime rib at dinner okay. white cheddar grits brisket gravy and, um, and, and you know and then and gonna have fun with um, you know we make it do our own pastrami so every Monday we got um, Make our hot, you know, our, our we'll have a uh, hot pastrami sandwiches or a Reuben uh, at lunch, or we'll do wagyu beef back ribs at night. Nice. Um, Texas style chilling on, uh, on Thursday. Taco brisket tacos on Tuesdays. So mixing it up, man. Yeah, That's just nice. to have fun. A lot of it's just I make it, tell people like it's sort of a laugh a little bit when I say it, but it's all sort of like very selfish. Just food we really like to eat. Yeah, yeah. And sides? What about your sides? Sides all we didn't want to like just didn't want want to make sure that those were given the proper justice too, right? Mm -hmm. So. We've got our classic creamy slaw and um, potato salad, um, ranch beans. Uh, it's got some toasted chilies and, uh, and and brisket bark. And we're starting those off with always with just, just some beautiful like uh, you know dried uh, pintos. So not popping open up a can of anything. Make our own sauces too. So our our uh, our collards are. Um, our, just you know, we smoke ham hocks, and we've got um, occasionally get some other you know burn ends in there too. Um, but you know, our, our vinegar slaw too, which is a really nice. It's just our red cabbage vinegar slaw, and that's how <clears throat> sandwiches like our um, our signature brisket sandwich, which is you know our sliced fatty brisket vinegar slaw and some uh, some green sauce and that green sauce is like if salsa verde and chimichurri had a baby and yeah. uh, it just came up very naturally where like just wanted some just balance of acid and flavors and that we had these different I was at um, doing some doing some cater someone's house backyard doing some catering and we were had the vinegar slaw and we had the brisket and I was playing around with this green sauce or something else and made the sandwich I'm like that really works well <laughs> right yeah so um but we've got um let's say our mac and cheese is uh, pretty pretty classic uh nice and creamy um and uh with uh, white cheddar crumble on top mm. um and um goes on again lots of different pickles yeah um, bread and butter as well as regular cucumber pickles and uh, cauliflower and carrots and radishes and um, you know even uh, yeah it's just good food man yeah and you have a main register and then another register for to-go orders yep, you can always get to go yep and that's whether it's uh, whether lunch lunch where counter service or dinner or it's full service that 
to go land is always always available. So and I saw she was covering out. the uh, the overflow too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so that, it makes it fast. Exactly. Yeah. You come in, you can get in and out. So you can come in, you can have. And again, there's lots of different ways we can you can eat here, maybe block again for lunch. You don't. You can certainly have. We got these big platters, and you can make your own one, two, or three meat plates. We got to try, you know, what a trifecta, not the trinity, and the trifecta end up just feeling right. Yeah. With our brisket ribs and sausage. Um, so there's certain plenty of ways to eat, or, you know, have a lunch here and feel like you need a nap. But there's also plenty of ways that you can just yeah. like, eat a little bit, um, you know, and be able to go back to work and get in and out. Yeah. Um, and then on the weekends too, we we've got a pretty killer brunch, man, uh, where you. Uh, Saturdays and Sundays, and we're doing a pork belly Benedict um, on wow. our on our biscuits. We got a big, uh, we got our a brisket and egg sandwich, sliced patty brisket. Um, sunny side up fried egg on our like a soft hollow roll, um, and then we got fun things like chilaquiles. Again, it's all just stuff we like to eat. Man, you guys are crushing it out here, man. So four years in, you guys are doing awesome. This is a great place. Um, you've had some pretty good accolades as well, right? I mean, yeah, I heard uh, Mr. Daniel Vaughn came. That was that was that was a game changer. That was pretty really humbling. Had no idea, man. Talk to us about that experience, man. Just realized, look, Daniel Vaughn showed up. Um, thought it was him, but he, you know, he was just sitting at the end of a bar. And I was like, this guy looks familiar. And he just, um, and then he showed up the next day. And I was like, wait a minute. And he's at the same spot. He's eating brisket. And he's just he's like, can I, you know, I talked to someone, you know, like, you know, are you one of the owners? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, chef, owner, pitmaster. He's like, and he's just like, it's some of the best, you know, brisket I've had. California, and then sure enough, he writes this little piece saying, you know, best brisket in California. Um, and that was, you know, that that was, was it 2015, 2016 or so? Um, and the barbecue game has like evolved a lot, you know, since then. Um, and you know, I think that it, you know, that was, I, I know for sure, it's um. I know for sure because we're super hands-on that our brisket is just it oh, has man. Been, if not better than than it ever was. Um, now we just have more spots opening up and great, um, great, great uh, masters like Bird and like we're all coming at this from different angles. But yeah. now we just are giving spread of the gospel barbecue. And there's more places to further extend oh, yeah. California and barbecue, and it's it's just beautiful. But that was a really humbling uh, experience, and all of a sudden it was like. Um, and that wasn't even, I could only imagine what it's like to actually be in, in, in Texas and all of a sudden sh- appear on the, you know, top 50 or top 25 list. And now that probably moves the needle. Yeah. Um, but so that was fun. It, 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 is, it, was, it, was, it was great, man. Try to live up to that every day. Yeah. And recently one of your recipes was in Ed Randolph's book. Yeah, so our brisket, exactly. Yeah. Um, That's how I came to taste your brisket, which was phenomenal. Yeah. That day that we came, every everything was delicious. I know you had some ribs, and Ed had some of his yeah, ribs. Yeah, like just just some of the fun to compare yeah. some styles and stuff. It was so good. He's done such a great job with that book, and it's such a testament to oh, yeah. to like him as a person um, and the camaraderie that I've always loved in restaurants, in uh, in restaurant kitchens, and. 
Um, but there's something about barbecue that really is is like a brotherhood, and that is um, uh, just like the fact that all these people, you know, I was honored to, you know, to be included in there and for me yeah. luck to be in there. Um, and the, I think it's a testament to barbecue and barbecue culture in general to like all these people. These there's, there's just absolute icons coming together putting these recipes yeah. get, handing out recipes in this one book and that's just like you see there's a lot of support wherever you go and it's yeah. like you want it we all know barbecue's hard work man yeah you know and it's like we all just know like in, you know having a restaurant's hard work but we know how much you know you never you're always as good as your last you know brisket or whatever it is that's your yeah. pull, you're pulling but to know and then to have to see you know to everyone just be so supportive and, and you see that oftentimes and it's not the same for every restaurant here yeah. people ask me about you know it's like you know is there you know is it hard because there's other barbecue spots open i'm like no let's open do it yeah spread it like it's great spread like i say spread the gospel barbecue but also i'm like I, let's all play it's just it's a fun family yeah i mean i'm coming from central texas i moved here two uh, years ago uh, ago You've and seen huge growth yeah, here. In barbecue, I mean, I'm you sure. get good barbecue every day at a different spot. Right. Go to two, three different places if you want in one day. I mean, I love that, and, yeah. and that's what I would love to see. And it's it's getting there right. here in California. You're starting to see more, um, you know, brick and mortars coming. Yep. That are open on a regular basis mm -hmm. because right now it's like. You know, I have to travel like almost an hour and a half, yeah. hour and forty minutes, you yeah. know, to get here today. Right, totally. You know, and you know, it's a commit. It's <laughs> like it's a true to have a brick mortar spot, and I mean, or, or or just to have to be in the to make it your living and profession to do barbecue, regardless of brick and mortar. It takes it's a huge commitment. Yeah, there's it, the only the only difference with having brick and mortar is like okay, well now you've got a building to maintain and a lease and you know yeah. there's all these other and it's just them added, added expenses it's additional pressure but still that wanting to you know we're, we're, we're still all everyone doing barbecue um, you know in, in, in California I think maybe even especially Southern California it's like we're all sort of everybody's sort of like teaching uh, like the public too about how that oh, yeah. how to eat barbecue and it's like you know, I, we can't, there's only so much, we're not gonna make a bunch of brisket and then, you know, cool them and re them for another day, right? It's right. just, we're smoking everything fresh, right? There's only so many briskets and ribs and, and chicken and we're trying to all, we're always, um, um, just, we're always trying to like, push the limit, work the system, work our own smokers, but really respecting what the capacity is. And, you know, if we have days where they're, we're flying through, you know, you know, sausages or going through like, uh, uh, you know, a lot of brisket, because we're, you know, there's, there are days where we have sold out a product, but that's different than run it out, right? And mm -hmm. so that's that, that but at, with the brick and mortar location, you definitely have that as an interaction with guests. Just some time and teaching people. It's like we're. It's frustrating. There's something more frustrating for people to go to a brick and mortar spot and it you have to have been sold out than it is something um, where I just got a trailer. But regardless, uh, I think that's like we're like ten years away from everybody as a, a community mm -hmm. to have the patience on the to feel the the, the fun the part. 
party, though, it's standing in line at Killens or something, you know, and or having it, you know, or or Franklin's or, or you know, Thomas spots, right? Yeah, Nickelweight, um, Nickelweight, exactly. Yeah, and that new, I can't, I want to try that new market that he that he's got. Oh yeah, uh, I got to get over there. But in Smithville, I think is. Yeah. yeah. So we've got. It's fun. We've got our little parking lot here. So some, uh, summertime, we do these little Sunday block parties. We get a brewer out here. We fire up, up our, our outdoor grill and, and smoker and do some fun for community and families. And sometimes a little yeah. ice cream truck. We Blocktoberfest with four breweries and a bounce house and cornhole and all this stuff in October. So cool. Got a fun event in uh, August. It gives you up. so much freedom to do a lot of yeah. cool stuff. Um, what recipe, by the way, was in that book? The brisket. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So that brisket. Um, it was, and it was, it, you, you know, told it was all good. your secrets? Or? Yeah, man, I, I, I did. There's, there's, it, it, it's such like, I want to see people succeed with, yeah. with, with brisket and, and barbecue. So it's like, and I know there's so many nuances, right? And it depends on, a lot of it is, depends on your smoker. Yeah. And it also depends on how much, how many, how much time have you really intimately spent with that smoker. I know yeah. that sounds sort of funny, right? Yeah. But you got to really know, know your smoker. And, but, so there's for sure it's like i like we're we're grinding our you know to make our our beef rub uh that we use in our brisket it's like i like this one pepper black peppercorn and i like the grinder we use for that it taps me it's this like old um like 1980 something or 70 something uh, like espresso grinder uh that just inherited when it first took out this body just works out beautifully right um but it's all these nuances of like when you grind it and, and you're, you're trimming in the brisket. So I want to give people a run, you know, fighting chance. Yeah. So I don't mind sharing that. Yeah. Cool, man. And talk to us about this event that you have coming up uh, August 11th. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one, man. So we are doing an event. Uh, so Phil Rosenthal, he's uh, a great ambassador of just so many restaurants yeah. and chefs. And I'm fortunate to uh, differ to have you know become uh friends with him and for him to love maple block um and you know he's so he has a show um somebody feed phil and netflix yeah. and obviously uh started off um you know we're uh, doing that show everybody loves raymond which is i think which obviously gave, gave him a chance to really then focus on just his love of food and traveling yeah, and cooking yeah. and stuff so anyway so we he was out in charleston and met these guys who have a restaurant uh called del sur and they're at out in saint uh saint simmons island georgia um and they were doing some uh one of them had uh had some times like cooking they're from argentina and they do patagonia style cooking and outdoors one of them spent some time with francis malman and so you know the big domes and hanging vegetables and uh and you know and um, meet you know goats on crosses and um, and in that when uh, Phil just added empanada that he was just like really their empanadas are, they're just smitten so he was uh, telling he's like all right you guys you guys are ever in LA you guys got to do something with, with these guys maple block it's like they are all we you know it, we are open fire cooking in our own way and, so and that cool. love for the craft and the engagement the process the product. so sure enough it's like they reached out and um this thing came together and now with phil and then we got billy harris who's a, another great ambassador of uh of just of restaurants and so we got a, this big event we're coming out we're 
cooking with these guys, two different styles of open fire cooking. We're gonna build out with, you know, cinder blocks, sand and um, steel plates and all some big domes. And we're gonna, you know, so we're gonna have, um, we're gonna do our, our short rib, our uh, three bone plates, our styles and and their styles. We're gonna create some, some big like wood burning planches. We're gonna have um, empanadas that are burnt and empanadas that are be pretty killer. Uh, so it should be fun and it's raising money for um, the uh, LA Food Bank, Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, and um, and it just be good times of great beer, some wineries, um, and uh, some some good bourbon, and uh, all for a good cause. Yeah, man. I'm gonna throw that on the calendar yeah, exactly. and we'll see if I can get the wife to come yeah, out here with me. And for sure, we got all that info on uh, on our website. Okay. If anybody's interested. Yeah, we'll post up a link to your website and everything. Um, man, thank you for sitting down with me, man. Dude, I really I appreciate your time. I love your I love your show. I'm not just saying that, man. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. It's really I it's great. It. It's it's really informative and so genuine. I just I, I, I love it. It's really honored to have you come up here. Yeah, man. Thank you for all that you do. The love and the passion. I mean, it's very noticeable. Just walking in here today and, and seeing your staff hustling and I appreciate. It. Thank you. It's yeah, awesome. We man. have a great team. It's a fun, happy place. Man. Yeah. Nothing but success for you and your family and your team. Thank you very uh, much. Tell us about your team. About how many staff do you have? Got a pretty good size team. We got about um, total, probably about 30 people. That's, uh, but you know, at any given day, you know, we've got, um, you know, we do a lot out of our of our, our kitchen, but we've got, yeah, I would say oh, in total, we've got uh, about 30 people, but oh, it's, well. it just, you know, it depends on the day's service. And so before I let you go, I have one question that I like to ask everyone before I sign off. Tell us something about yourself that maybe most folks wouldn't know. I love to fish. I especially love to go to fly fish. Oh yeah. Yeah. I fly fisherman, fly huh? Fisherman. That's anything from. Um, but I'll I'll go fishing anyway. But, yeah. You know. But I'll take anything from. Drove, drove up, pick up my daughter from camp up near the Yosemite area uh, the other the other week, and went up a little early so I could just fish in little streams around there. But then also took my fly rod out with these like sand crab flies trying to catch some some fish here on our coast <laughs> awesome. I just, yeah it's a good good release and just fun cool man um what's your social media uh, instagram is In- maple block meat co maple block meat co all yeah. together uh maple block meat co all together okay man. and um so that's the same for for instagram and and uh and facebook and um our website is maplebuckmeat.com okay and your address here, you're in Culver City? Yeah, Culver City, on the west side of Culver City with our own little parking lot. So we're just so on Sepulveda between Venice and Washington Place. Um, pretty close to, uh, you know, to, to the 405, so easy to get to. Um, and just just uh, just north of a couple of my favorite spots for, less, uh, for many decades. Uh, just north of Tito's Tacos and Johnny's Pastrami. So we're right here. Um, and yeah, just near Washington Place, and uh, just looking for our big, big old school maple block neon sign. And what days? We are open every single day of the week. Beautiful. So we got uh, lunch is, uh, uh, so lunch Monday through Friday, 11.30 to 2.30, um, and uh, then dinners uh, fire back up from 5 to 10, and the weekends we're open at 10 a.m. and starting off with just 
uh, just a really killer brunch, man. It's, I gotta have you out here for that. Yeah, I'm so, definitely and gonna come just, out. And that's just going straight from 10 to 11. You're just going straight through the day on Saturdays and Sundays. And then we do it all over. Beautiful, man. Well, good luck to you again, my friend. Thanks for the time. My pleasure. And uh, I'll see you soon, I'm sure. Absolutely, man. All Thank right, you brother. so much. Take care, man. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Remember, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a comment, and share with your friends. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at iCrushBBQShow, or email us at iCrushBBQShow at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that barbecue. Oh,